Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Hey everyone, good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Good morning, Brandon. John Clark. John Clark. We got Uncle John. That's right. The two Clark guys back together again for our monthly show. We're very excited to be with you this morning. We've got a lot of great guests. We'll get into that in just a moment, but first, let's go ahead and begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, I praise and thank you for all you have given me. Please cover me with the protective, precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and increase your Holy Spirit in me with his gifts of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, hunger for prayer, discernment to help me know your will and surrender to it more completely. Father, please heal my negative emotions and any wounds in my heart and spirit. Send the sword of your Holy Spirit to sever and break all spells, curses, hexes, voodoo, and all negative genetic, intergenerational, and addictive material, past, present, and to come, known or unknown, against me, my relationships and family, finances, possessions, and ministry. Father, I forgive and ask forgiveness for my sins and failings, and ask that my whole person, body and mind, heart and will, soul and spirit, memory and emotions, attitudes and values be cleansed, renewed, and protected by the most precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus Christ, I bind and break the power and effect in and around me of any and all evil spirits who are trying to harm me in any way. <clears throat> I command these spirits and their companion spirits in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to leave me peacefully and quietly. Jesus, Jesus I thank you for healing the effects of these spirits in and around me. Dear Holy Spirit, please fill any void in me with your overflowing great love. All this, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, by the guidance of your Holy Spirit, Immaculate Heart of Mary, Spouse of the Holy Spirit, please pray for me and with me. Amen. Amen. In Father, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for doing that, John. So we are here, Real Presence Live, for the next couple of hours. Again, excited to be with you. It's going to be a good show. It is. There's We've a got lot of, a lot, lot of great things. We're talking Caller Classic. If you're not familiar with that, just be sure to tune in because it is a it is a blast. Let's just say that, and we'll get into more of those details. We'll be talking about running with the saints and 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 what that means, specifically in terms of when we our kids go to college and when we get into the university and in college setting and finding good community there. We'll also be talking about ways that you can give back because we do have Giving Tuesday coming up, and there's a special event following Giving Tuesday specifically for Catholics, so we'll dive into that. And then I just love this, that we're going to be ending with this. We've got Father Peter Andrel of the Diocese of Fargo coming on to talk about being all in for God. And what does that mean? What does it mean? Yeah. And how can we be all in for God? And, you know, I just want to take a couple minutes here. I know we're, 
we're on the other side of Thanksgiving, but you know, I really think Advent is a time to give thanks as well and be grateful for the opportunity to prepare for the coming of Christ at Christmas, John. And so, what are you grateful for? If you, if you can sit there and uh, and think about the things you're grateful for, whether it's you know Thanksgiving or or things to come, you know, maybe just share a little bit about that. You know, I I like reflect a lot going into the Thanksgiving holiday on, you know, it's easy to say we're thankful for many things, but over the last year, <clears throat> my family has been tremendous. We just moved to a new house, so it was a mm. whole upheaval of, of our normal life, which we had been living 16 years before. So <clears throat> I was really thankful for the patience and the and the, the help and, and the guidance of the Holy Spirit and, uh, you know, for Jesus to watch over us during that. Um, and, you know, I also found myself very grateful for the people that um, that I employ. Um, mm. I have my own two restaurants up in northern Minnesota, and the people there are absolutely dedicated, and they're 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 just really really good people. And um, I sometimes find myself taking for taking that for granted, which I shouldn't. Yeah, that's wonderful. How about you, Brandon? <clears throat> you know, I have to say, family is really at the top of the list. Uh, my wife's family had a huge Thanksgiving gathering. <laughs> And we had a lot of games and plenty of food and just really good experiences to coming together as one in, in Christ, as, as the body of Christ. And it's just such a great time to, to get together. But I've also has been able to spend a lot of time with my family as well. I got to do a, a fun event with my brother, and so I'm grateful for that this past weekend. Have a lot of uh, quality time with them, and we have uh, some some great things planned for the Christmas season. You know, I, I bring all this up because I, I started a program called Joy. It's by Chris Stefanik, and it's basically going through 21, 28 days, the, the Advent season, and talking about how to live out joy. And the first day, or, or the video today, rather, was was about gratitude and living in gratitude and how gratitude really unlocks Everything he said he could have written his whole book about finding joy on on gratitude and just how important it is in that step. You know, he talked about St. Paul and how he was in a miserable situation in prison, and yet he chose to rejoice. He chose to give thanks, to be anxious about nothing, and and look at the result, mm -hmm. right? And so I, I think it's just important as we begin today to just have that gratitude in our heart. And be grateful for all we have given. Just because Thanksgiving is over doesn't mean we leave gratitude behind. I think it's a great reminder about being grateful and preparing for the ultimate, the ultimate gift, mm -hmm. right? Who comes to us at Christmas in, in Christ. And I did learn, too, one last thing, that the Eucharist actually means gratitude. And so that's a, that's a great thing to reflect mm -hmm. on as well. So we do want to get into our first interview this morning. We've got Joseph Littlefield and Andrew Meyer on the phone with us. They are seminarians for the Diocese of Fargo. And as I mentioned, we are going to be talking about the Caller Classic. So uh, as we begin, Joseph, Andrew, thanks again for joining us. Uh, what, are you, what are each of you grateful for as we, uh, as we just kind of wrap up Thanksgiving? Let's start with Joseph. Yeah, no, I'm, that was one of the questions my mom asked me at Thanksgiving. And really, to be quite honest, becoming a deacon this year has been the biggest blessing and learning how to grow into that role, especially in preaching. So almost every day, my summer time was at Holy Cross, and Father Ackman gave me the great grace and privilege to be able to preach at all the daily Masses and 
all the masses on the weekend, and that was, I really come to enjoy preaching. It was a lot of work, but it was also a lot of fun. I saw a lot of the graces of my preaching throughout the summer take effect in people's lives. So. That's awesome. How about you, Andrew? Oh, I'm grateful for my family. Um, I'm not a deacon yet, so uh, <laughs> I can't claim the privileges that Joe has. But, um, yeah, just uh, my family for their support uh, and their love. Um, yeah. That's wonderful. So, Andrew, you uh, you grew up, and if I'm not mistaken, you were homeschooled and discerned the priesthood. Yeah. Um, can you just give us a, a brief insight into your uh, into your discernment and your call to the vocation? Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, there was never really a light bulb moment, um, and God knows I, I I kept asking for it and waiting for it, but uh, I came to the point where I realized it just wasn't going to happen. Um, growing up, I guess. Uh, as I got into high school, I became pretty involved with, with my parish uh, at St. John's in Wapaton. And through that, uh, I guess I just started to, to ponder uh, the priesthood. And uh, when I got to my senior year of high school, I still wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Uh, so I decided I would, uh, I would at least try college uh, and, and see how that went for a couple years. Uh, I went to the University of Mary in Bismarck. I really loved it. And so uh so I did all four years there, and then after that, I um, the, the the thought of priesthood was still on my mind, and so I I just went for it, um, and um, yeah. So I guess it really hasn't been like a definitive like uh, um, moment where like it was like okay, here's the here's the call. It's just been uh, it's been slow progressions, and um, you really yeah. you really grew into it, which is which is really kind of interesting. Yeah. Joseph, your story is a little bit different, but not much. But I remember reading or, or seeing uh, you had what you called a cartoon moment. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I'd say my, my experience is almost complete opposite of Andrew's. Um, so back when I was in eighth grade, I started praying for the Lord to reveal to me my vocation every night before I go to bed. And it was only after about one month of praying that I got my sign. So I was at serving a First Communion Confirmation Mass in my home parish with Bishop Aquila. Everything went great, and I was cleaning up the credence table after Mass, so I'm just kind of running back and forth, just trying to get it done so I can get the good food at the potluck afterwards. <laughs> and we had a little dinner plate that had the bread and the lemons, which the bishop uses to cut the confirmation oil off his hands. And as I was running the corner, Bishop Aquila was coming out the door, so I stopped abruptly so I wouldn't like, run into him. And one of the lemons, the lemon on the plate fell off and hit the floor. And I'm just like, oh, crap, like right in front of the bishop. And I'm like, oh, and, you know, it's just kind of embarrassing. And so I pick it up, I put it back on the plate, and Bishop Aquila cracked a joke. And, like, there was a bunch of people in Miss and I've asked bishops and priests before, like, is this, like, how is this funny? But he cracked a joke that still this day no one gets. Must be a Holy Spirit moment. But he said, oh, you dropped the lemon. You should join the seminary. And, That's you know, I just kind of laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, wow, you know, this is great. Like, <laughs> I don't know how this is supposed to be funny, but, you know, when the bishop makes a joke, you give him a courtesy laugh, you know. So that's what we all did. <laughs> and I set it on the, you know, on the counter in the sacristy, and I'm going back out. And that's, yeah, the best way I can describe it is, like, when a cartoon character has a light bulb go off, that's what happened. I'm like, wow, I think that was my sign that I was supposed to be a priest. Ah, that's wonderful. If you're just tuning in, this is Real Presence Live, and we were visiting this morning with Deacon Joseph Littlefield and Andrew Meyer about their journey 
as they continue through seminary towards the priesthood, but we're also going to be getting into the Collar Classic basketball game a little bit later. So, uh, you know, as we, as we just continue to talk about your guys' journey, we'll, we'll go back to Andrew on this one. You know, you're in your second year of major seminary, so second theology. What are some of the blessings that you have seen in your formation for the priesthood over the past, you know, four years? Uh, you know, I think for me, uh, there, there's a lot of things and, and really unexpected things. Uh, certainly for me, one would be uh, just patience. Um, and uh, pa- patience and then just uh, letting the little things uh, not bother you. Uh, I, I suppose, suppose kind of everyone has those experiences you know, as they go through life, but uh, as a person who really kind of likes to be in control, like I <laughs> definitely a person who likes to have a handle everything going on in my life, um, just not getting my way, per se, all the time uh, is good for me. And uh, I've really seen the growth in myself. And, and really learning not to nitpick as much, to not be a perfectionist, you know, both in my own life and in the lives of, of other people. Um, and, uh, and really too, like that, uh, with patience, that's, that's been a big, a big part of that. Um, just, just learning to let go and let God really. Yeah, absolutely. Deacon, how about yourself? What are some of the blessings that you've seen in your years of formation? Uh, it's been all the, really all the support I've received from both, you know, family and friends, but also, you know, parishioners, people that you maybe not know as well. You know, just always, like, even yesterday I had somebody come up to me and was like, oh, I, I know who you are, and I've been praying for you, and it's just, you get that experience so much, and so I'm like, wow, like, and you, know, and you know that their prayers are making a difference in your life, and so it's a very great and humbling experience. So, really quick, Andrew, if there was a, a young man listening right now who is kind of trying to just discern where he is called in life, where the Lord is calling him in vocation, what would you say to him? What would you share with him as a message? Well, uh, I I just tell him to just to just relax uh, for one. Uh, I think it's easy to think about. Um, it's easy to always ask the ask the question, it being on the forefront. But just to just to relax, and if the Lord's tugging you a certain way, it's, you know, it's worth giving it a shot. Um, and it's not something to even to stress over or, or worry about. If the Lord wants something, He's he's going to get it one way or another. <laughs> yeah, I love that. How about you, Deacon? Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe it's easy for me to say, based on my story, but the Lord the Lord wants to reveal to you your vocation. So if you're just honest and open with the Lord, like He'll lead you in the right direction. Love it. All right. Well, this is Real Presence Live, and we have to head to a quick break. But stay with us, because we've got more coming up here with Deacon Joseph Littlefield and Andrew Meyer will break into the Collar Classic basketball game right on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the RPR Network. We're excited to be with you this morning as we continue talking with Deacon Joseph Littlefield and Andrew Meyer, seminarians of the Diocese of Fargo. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined Good by... Good morning. Uh, this is John Clark. John Clark. And we've been having a great conversation talking about the seminary formation, things that they feel blessed by, things that they're grateful for as we prepare to talk about the Collar Classic. Because this is a game that you don't want to miss. If it's you, a battle. It is a battle. Yeah. I mean, there's been broken collarbones, uh, definitely some bruises, people broken knees. You know, I, I mean, this is like, this is pretty intense stuff. They bring in actual refs. It's, it's rigged, uh, though. It's, it's rigged? The seminarians yeah. say it's rigged. They definitely fight for the priests. The priests get away with a lot more on the Now, do you think it's because they're older that they get away yeah. with more? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, now you remember, you don't get everything that you want, right? That's a good thing. It's a blessing. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. And that's where, like, all this... Pa- so we, we kind of set you up there, Andrew, you know, talk about, you know, patience and not getting your way. And, you know, th- these are going to be good lessons, right, if you guys happen to, to fall short? <laughs> oh, no, I, I think so. <laughs> well, what we're talking about here is the Collar Classic basketball game. It's the Diocese of Fargo Priests taking on the seminarians. It will be held Monday, December 27th at Shanley High School in Fargo at 7 p.m. 
really, I mean, we're having a great time talking about it, and it is a great time. It's a, it's a time to bring out your family, to cheer on the priests, cheer on seminarians, because let's face it, even though there is a winner at the end, and it's probably going to be the priests, uh, <laughs> it's still a really good time, and it's an opportunity to cheer on vocations. You know, I've been to quite a few mm-hmm. of these, and one thing I think is kind of interesting is that there is such a fierce competitive nature in these men i mean they just don't want to lose but there's also in the crowd there's cheering but you know what there's something you usually don't hear at basketball and that's laughter right there everybody's having such a good time except the priest in the seminarian right well and we do have a couple of veterans deacon joseph littlefield andrew meyer are, are not new to this game oh, no. i would consider them veterans so let's start with you deacon what are you looking forward to about the game yeah, I'm just looking to toward, looking ahead to, towards the fraternity. It's just really a fun time. Like, yeah, it's competitive. There's trash talk. But at the end of the day, we're just having a good time out there. How about you, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, kind of along the same lines. Uh, just looking forward to seeing people. Uh, really just getting to interact with, with the crowd. I mean, it's it, it, oftentimes it's a chance to see people that you normally wouldn't see during the course of the year. Um, and it's sort of just, just getting to catch up with them and visit. It's always a lot of fun. Now, Deacon Joseph, I understand that you are a baller yourself, having played basketball since fifth grade, playing some high school ball, and you are probably well aware that there is an opponent on the priest side who also has been known to be a pretty good ball player, Father Jason Miller. So I I have to know, are you going to stack up against him? What's going to be the strategy there to make sure Father Miller isn't dropping threes on you guys all game? You know what? I don't know. I, it seems like Father Miller doesn't seem to age. I <laughs> seem to age every year in seminary. So, you know, you just kind of do the best you can against him. And, yeah. <laughs> so, I've been curious about this. Um, uh, Andrew, you've played in a couple of in a couple of these games as well. But tell me a little bit about the structure. I've always wondered. Do you guys just get together and just play like pickup ball? Do you have uh, any kind of strategy? You know? Tell me about how the organization gets. You know, every year it's a little bit different. Uh, some years, some of the senior guys uh, get together and uh, try to try to construct some sort of a game plan. Uh, Father Eric Seitz used to do that when he was when he was the seminarian. Um, he'd get in there and he'd draw on the board in the locker room and we'd try to figure out a few plays, but. Uh, I, I know last year there were a couple Shanley uh, Shanley basketball players that Father Metzger recruited to try to teach us something, but uh, uh, it, it didn't work very well. It <laughs> lost pretty bad. <laughs> so, so how are you going to rebound from last year's loss? What What do you got planned? Uh, you know, I I really don't know yet. Uh, uh, I, I I think I think I, I talked to a couple guys and. and we do have something. Uh, we do have a couple tricks up our sleeve. We're not going to say anything because I know there's priests listening uh, <laughs> to this at the moment. But we got a couple tricks up our sleeve that are that are definitely going to be a little different than last year. Um, so, so yeah, I think we, uh, as far as strategy, we we keep, we keep ourselves guessing, and uh, we, we'll try to keep everyone else guessing this year too. I like that. Keep yourselves guessing. It might figure out something that works. So Deacon Joseph, you know, you're the deacon. You've, you've got a lot of basketball experience. I, I would assume you're probably one of the captains on the team. How are you going to rally these guys, especially some of the younger guys together to get a big win? 
know, it's just it's all about energy. You know, I think oftentimes we start off the game with kind of a lack of energy, and it's like, come on, guys, like we're supposed to be the young guys, so like let's come in with some energy and some zeal and kind of punch the the priest in the teeth of the beginning of the game. I think we can do that. <laughs> I catch them off guard. That's the key to winning. If we don't do that, we're probably going to lose again. Now, I wonder if the lack of energy, and maybe they don't do this anymore, but when Father Gunwald was vocation director, he always had like a huge pizza party for the seminarians and the yeah. the parents ahead of time. I wonder if some of that has anything to do with the lack of energy because everybody's full of pizza. Yeah, that's definitely the strategy. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell people that, but you, you thought on. That's exactly the point. <laughs> I've just always wondered, like, why you would fill yourself with pizza? They could go play a big basketball game when everybody really wants a nap. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It's carb loading. Ah, <laughs> a lot of carbs and pepperoni. <laughs> yeah. So, now seriously, now um, I know that there's there's a competitive nature. Is this uh, something, Deacon Joe, do you go into this game, you know, what's your mindset? Are you excited? Are you really want to win? Are you out there saying, let's have a good time? How, how, are you, how seriously are you taking this? You know, I, I take it like I always do. I just try to play my best, you know. Like, that's just what it comes down to. And, you know, the, the way I look at it is I'm not as young as I once was. I'm not as good as I once was. But still got, I hope I still got something left in me. Andrew, how was your approach? Uh, I honestly, I just go out there and have fun, um, and I'm not good at basketball, so I just go out there knowing I'm going <laughs> to screw up at some point. So, yeah. That's fantastic. If you're just tuning in, we are visiting with Deacon Joseph Littlefield and Andrew Meyer, seminarians of the Diocese of Fargo, about the upcoming Collar Classic basketball game. If you haven't heard of that, it's where the priests of the diocese take on the seminarians in a battle on the hardwood. This is a real basketball game. They bring in refs, although the seminarians would contend that, you know, it's a fixed game. Maybe there's a little under the table stuff going on there. But uh, it, it really is a great time to cheer on vocations. And, you know, guys, I'll go back to you, Deacon. I think that's kind of what it comes down to, right? You know, it's a, it's a celebration of the beauty of the, the priesthood and discernment and figuring out, you know, just where the Lord is calling us so we can be as happy as possible, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it shows a different side to the vocation of the priesthood, you know. Priests aren't just sitting in the church 24-7, you know, praying all the time. They, they do other things. We like, to, we like to have fun, you know, so... How about you, Andrew? What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'd echo that. Really, uh, at, at the end of the day, I mean, priests uh, uh, priests have a special job at the altar uh, to celebrate the sacraments and and uh, and to be there for the parish. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, like priests and seminarians, we're we're pretty normal people uh, when you really think about it. And uh, and really letting people see that side of us, uh, a side that maybe you wouldn't see on Sunday mornings. Um, you know, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And I, th- I think that's really, really good. I see the, uh, I see the priests and the seminarians in the, in the, 
in the presence of the kids that are there because there's a lot of family members. It's a family event. Oh, there's, yeah. There's Lots of games family. at halftime and there's a lot going on. And it's, it's a lot of fun, but it, I think it's important too to see that the, uh, that the children and the kids can actually see that, that side. Um, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you agree, Deacon Joe? Oh, absolutely. No, one thing I've learned is that if you can, as like a priest, just have fun with the kids at recess or playing basketball or whatever with them, they, they'll remember that for the rest of their lives. And that kind of gets to the point, Andrew, talking about like that we're normal people. Like kids will see that in the priest, and that's really a great blessing for them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully we have pumped people up enough to be able to tune in, to be able to come to the game. But let, let's just go back to you, Andrew. Some last bits of encouragement from those to come, to tune in. Why should they make this a priority on Monday, December 27th? You will be entertained. That's, that, it, it will be a fun time. You will, you'll get a couple good laughs. Um, you'll, uh, yeah, you, you, you will enjoy yourself. You'll see people there that you that uh, maybe you didn't expect to see. And uh, it, it's just, it's a great, the great uh, it's a great event uh, where you can really just catch up with people, have some fun, and uh, um, watch hopefully a good game. Love it. Well, Deacon Joseph Littlefield, Andrew Meyer, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. We appreciate your time, and good luck to you in the Collar Classic. Thanks. Thank you it. so much. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Again, that basketball game is coming up Monday, December 27th at Shanley High School at 7 p.m., but it'll also be on the radio, AM 1280, AM 1370 in the Diocese of Fargo. You can also listen, if you're not in one of those areas, on the Real Presence Radio app. Again, I just highly encourage you, check it out. Mm -hmm. It's so worth your time. 7 p.m. Central, Shanley High School, Monday, December 27th. All right, we do have to head to a break, but stay with us because when we come back, we're talking about a giving opportunity for the whole Catholic community. We'll fill in all the details right after this as Real Presence Live continues. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 